everyone. Welcome to Amago, Season 1, Episode 25, Purpose versus Presence. I'm your host, Vanessa Brown. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. 1 John chapter 3, verse number 2. This week, I was in a conversation with my nephew, and our conversation was um, around the topic of purpose. And he had some frustration because he basically said to me, I don't know what my purpose is. And it took me aback a little bit because I was, I was really surprised to hear him fully admit that he did not know what his purpose in life was. And from that conversation, I then asked my husband, do you feel like you know what your purpose is? And my husband was slow to answer the question. And then later on that day, my secretary sent me her devotion. And the devotion was Psalm 27 and 8. And Psalm 27 and 8 says, My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. And I began meditating for the rest of the week on Psalm 28. And I realized that for most of us as adults, the question around purpose is a difficult one. I remember many years ago, I think his name is Rick Warren, came out with this book, The Purpose Driven Life. But the conversation and the answer behind what is my purpose is difficult because most of us wrap the answer about our purpose. We wrap the answer to that question about what our purpose is in life to what we do. And if we can't definitively say what we do, we don't really feel like we have a purpose. And if we can't connect what we do to God, then we feel like we don't or we aren't doing anything for God. So I wanted to start maybe a series of conversations around purpose versus presence. In Psalm 27 and 8, David has or is having this conversation with God. And if you look at Psalms 28, theologians basically say that it's not that the, the scripture is written incorrectly or it's out of order, but theologians say that it's written as if David is saying that God has given a command. My heart says of you, 
seek my face, that God has said to David, seek my face, which is the same thing God says to all of us. Seek my face. And right then, David responds by saying, Lord, your face I will seek. And I want us to talk about that today. I want us to talk about purpose versus presence. What I am realizing now is that when we were children, there is a lot of emphasis on <laughs> what are you going to be when you grow up? What do you want to do when you grow up? And we prepare for that, right? We go to school for it. We study for it. We're trained. We, we, we have apprenticeships. Um, we idolize people. We model people that we want to be like when we grow up. And we grow up, we do these things, we become these things. There's a lot of emphasis in the physical about what you want to be and what you want to do. And as children, a lot of times when we were growing up, there was, there was some modeling, there was some teaching about who we were supposed to be spiritually, but there was not a lot of follow through. And I, I feel like there is this lapse for us about spirituality. And so we have a generation of us that don't understand purpose versus presence. Because in Psalms 27 and 8, God says, seek my face. Your purpose on earth is to worship God. That is our purpose as humans. We are to worship God. If there is nothing else that we are supposed to do, we are to worship God. Second of all, we all have gifts. We all have gifts. Everyone that is here has a gift. Something that is innate, that is in you, that God placed in you, everyone has a gift. Some of us are gifted to sing. Some of us are gifted to draw. Some of us are gifted to dance. Uh, some of us are, are just we're gifted. Everybody has a gift. Some people are gifted to take care of children. Some people oh, are gifted at, um, at, at growing plants. Some people are just, everybody has a gift. Many are called. Not everyone is called. The Bible says many are called, not everyone. By called, that means that God has something special he has called you to do. And then the Bible says that few are chosen. Right? 
we all have, or I guess chosen for, I should say, assignments. Now, I want to say that we all should be taught how to seek the presence or the face of God. And I think that that is where there is this lapse of what has happened to many of us. And I want to spend some time maybe over the next couple of episodes to dive a little deeper and perhaps this conversation between us this evening is the beginning of that. We need to know how to seek his face so that we don't feel like we don't have a purpose. Because when you don't feel like you have a purpose, it makes you feel like an outsider. It makes you feel like there is no need to get up in the morning. Not having a purpose makes you vulnerable to the enemy. Not having a purpose makes you then become associated with things that you should not become associated with. Not having a purpose makes you get involved in things that you shouldn't get involved in. Not having a purpose makes you then want to diminish other people who do have a purpose. Not having a purpose is dangerous. And as I just started looking at, at this um, to begin to study it, I want to turn your attention because to me, God is just simply amazing. Like he's just simply amazing. So I started looking at Deuteronomy chapter four. Um, let's go there for a second. I want to read something to you because it's, it's not as if because God knows all things. But what, what is amazing for me in this is when I looked at Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 25 through 31, it clearly outlines what happens to us when we don't seek the face of God. And seeking the face of God is seeking the presence of God. And by seeking his face, I'm probably going ahead of myself a little bit, but if we want to take out the kind of, I don't want to say the King James Version, but seeking is not you having to go and hunt for him. But if you want to think about seeking his face, it is, it is, I don't want to say it's like looking for him, but it is being with him. So it's un it's uncovering him in the sense of getting to know him. It's being with him. But for most of us, it's like I said earlier, we spend so much, we spend a lot of time preparing for who we want to be in, in the physical realm that we pay no attention. That's a good way to put it. We pay no attention to the spiritual side of our life. So we pay all of this attention to the physical side. We go to school, we study. 
Um, we, we pay attention to our material possessions, right? But we pay no attention to our spiritual development. We pay no attention to what do I need to know about God? How do I get to know my spiritual side and develop a relationship with God? How do I get to know God? And as I was meditating on this, I, the image that God showed me was when you have a, when you have a baby, when you have a newborn baby, I don't care if you are a man or a woman, but when you have a newborn, think of this image for a second. If you close your eyes and you, you just think of this image, when you are holding a newborn baby and you are spending time with this newborn and this newborn baby begins to touch your face with, with his or her hand or this newborn baby and, and you take the newborn baby and you snuggle the newborn baby up to you. You hold that newborn baby up to your face and you smell the newborn baby and the newborn baby smells you and you just sit with the newborn baby. You and the newborn baby, you are in the newborn baby's presence and the newborn baby is in your presence. You are learning the baby and the baby is learning you. And that's what it means to seek God's presence. It is just being together. And what happens to us is we, we stop doing that with God. We stop doing that with God. And that's what it means to seek him so that you get to know him. But we become so busy that we stop doing that. We stop being still with God. And as you, and as, as the baby starts getting older, you know, the first few weeks, and then it's a month, the baby just wants to be with you. The baby just wants to snuggle with you and it starts touching your face and it starts touching your lips and the baby gets to know you and you get to know the baby. And then as the baby continues to grow older, you know when the baby wants to be picked up, you know when the baby needs to be changed, you know when the baby wants to be fed, you know what it, what the infant needs. The infant knows you. The infant can tells when you, the infant can tell when you are in the room or when you're not in the room. We stop doing that with God. We stop being in his presence. We stop seeking his face. And the Lord says to us, seek my face. So now with that in mind, let's look at the book of Deuteronomy chapter four. And I want to read for you one time verses 25 through 31. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. It says, after you have children and grandchildren, and you have been in the land for a long time, if you then act corruptly and make idle of any form, doing evil in the sight of the Lord your God and provoking him to anger, 
I call heaven and earth as a witness against you this day that you will quickly perish from the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. You will not live long upon it, but be utterly destroyed. The Lord will scatter you among the peoples, and only a few of you will survive among the nations to which the Lord will drive you. And there you will serve man-made gods of wood and stone, which cannot see or hear or eat or smell. Now verse 29, which is important for us today. But if from there you will seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. When you are in distress and all these things have happened to you, then in the later days, you will return to the Lord your God and listen to his voice. For the Lord your God is merciful, is a merciful God, excuse me. He will not abandon you or destroy you or forget the covenant with your fathers, which he swore to them by oath. So again, verse 29. But if from there you will seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. So if we go back to the place of being in his presence, because that's what seeking the Lord means, being in his presence, seeking his face, being still in the presence of the Lord and stop being busy. We are, we're trying to be so busy when all God wants from us is for us to be still and to spend time with him. And so another reason why I know that this is what the Lord wants from us right now is um, a friend of mine sent me um, a, a post or a story on Facebook about this little boy uh, in, in the backwoods in the country. And the story says that there was an old country preacher who was uh, trying to witness. And so he went to witness to this little boy. And as he goes to witness to this little boy, he finds out, I think the little boy was like nine or 10 years old. The little boy had never been to church. So this little country preacher witnesses to the little boy, offers the little boy salvation, and the little boy accepts salvation. And um, because the little boy had never been to church and the preacher cannot believe he's never been to church, he offers to take the little boy to church. And so, uh, he goes to pick the little boy up the next Sunday. He brings the little boy to church. And as the little boy is sitting in church, the offering pan comes by and the little boy has no money to put in church. And he feels horrible that he has no money to put in church. And so as the pan is in front of him, uh, the little boy finally says, God, I have nothing to offer you. I have nothing to put in the pan, but God, I give you me. And as the person is telling the story on Facebook, 
he says, if we would really, truly understand that that is all that God wants from us, is us. That all he desires from us is us. But we are so busy trying to fill God with things that he has not asked for. We're trying to fill our purpose <laughs> for God when truly all God has asked for is us. And I have found that every day when I offer God me first, then God tells me or directs me in what things he desires for me to do and it fills my purpose. But when we are so busy trying to tell God what we want God to do, when we are trying to make our purpose instead of listening to what God wants us to do for him, we are not still enough to listen or to just make ourselves available to him. We're not close enough to him so that we can understand what our purpose is. But verse 29 in Deuteronomy says, but if from there you will seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with your heart and with your soul. And the distinction here that I want to make sure that we see is there are two distinctions, your heart and your soul. And remember that your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And your heart is your inner man. And there is a second scripture that I want to share with you that kind of illuminated things for me too when it comes to, to us making this distinction between our, our purpose and the presence of God or the face of God. Because for, for me, this what was important about this is is that for us to, to understand that the Lord to me has ordained that there, um, I don't, for me, it's like, I know that the Lord knew, but he, he knows that we were coming to this, this time, right? And that for me, it just makes sense. He says in Psalms 24, um, 24 and 6. And I like to, for me, this makes sense in that I like to almost read the scripture a little, a little backwards 
for it to make sense. It makes sense to me now when I read it backwards. 24, I'm going to go, I'm going to read verse 6, and then I'm going to back up for you. It says, such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. So now I ask myself the question when I read that, so who is the generation that seek him? I never read it that way before, like, right? So when we're reading it, you know, we read verse one, right? right? But in order for that to make sense to me now, I have to read it backwards. Such is the generation who seek him, who seek your face, O gener old God of Jacob. So who is that generation? So now I back up. He who has clean hands, I'm at verse four. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear deceitfully. Verse five, he will receive a blessing from the Lord and vindication from the God of his salvation. This such is the generation of those who seek him. That's the answer. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O Jacob. That's the people that he's talking about. Those people, those are the people who seek the Lord. Those are the people who are in the presence of God. The people who have clean hands and a pure heart, who have not lifted up their soul to idols, to an idol, or who swear deceitfully. And what does it say in verse 5? It says, those people will receive a blessing from the Lord. One They'll receive a blessing from the Lord, but they also receive vindication from the God of his salvation. Why? Because they're in his presence. You're in the presence of the Lord. Go back to the image that's in your head that I gave you. If, if, if you're a newborn, if, if you're a newborn, if you're a baby, if you're a child, if you're a child, and remember what Omega is, we're children of God. We're made in his image. We are his children. We are in his presence. We're right there in his presence. So if we're in his presence, we are his children. We will receive a blessing from the Lord and vindication from our God. We have clean hands and a pure heart. We haven't lifted up our soul to an idol. We don't swear deceitfully. We're in the image of our Father. This is who we are. So we're in his presence. He's not going to let anything happen to us, right? This is who we're trying to become more and more and more like our Father. 
So as you are looking at your father, as you are in his presence, you're becoming more and more like your father. So I hope this is helping you to understand about being in his presence, about seeking his face, being in his presence. That's what that scripture means. And so if you are in his presence, then you become, you, you, you understand your purpose more because your purpose is to worship him. And when you're in, your, in his presence, you begin to understand your purpose. And I think, again, as we were growing, most of us didn't get that teaching, that understanding. But God now is revealing what it is that we are to understand about our purpose. So I don't, I don't want us any longer to be confused about that, to be, to, to walk around in ignorance because I think part of our, part of what the enemy has been able to beat us up about is not understanding that we are created to worship God and that you don't have to have a, a blank filled out about, oh, my purpose in life is this. We're, we all have a, a role to fill, like, you know, but your, your career is not necessarily your purpose. Your job every day is not necessarily your purpose. You know, your, your purpose is to worship God. That is your that is your purpose. Your purpose is to seek God's face. So to be in his presence and to make yourself available to worship God. So I hope you understand that. I hope that um, as we begin to talk about this over the next um, podcast or so that it continues to bring clarity for you so that the enemy can no longer use that against you and that you can walk in peace regarding your purpose here on earth. Please join us again next week for another episode of the Amago podcast. Please check out our website where you can find more information regarding our leadership services. And also, please check us out on our Facebook and Instagram, where you can find us at Amago. And our website is amagohim.com. We look forward to seeing you next week. And until then, we shall be just like him. <laughs>